0: gentlemen welcome to the beer dad and brew podcast hosted by my dad the beer dad the most awesomest dad around cheers everyone Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Beer Dad and Brewed podcast. As always, I'm your host, Justin the Beer Dad, and I'm joined, as usual, by my partner in crime here, the master brewer himself, Mr. Joshua Kunkel. Say hello, Josh. Howdy, hell. All right, so, as always, there's usually kind of somewhat of a theme here. Our last episode was a lot of fun. We did Oktoberfest. <laughs> Indeed it was. That, was, that was great. Oh, so, yeah. so, I wanted to... Um, have a theme this week something to go back to my roots where i was born and raised from also known as the craft beer capital of the world i know there's going to be some people that will argue that but (laughs) i can safely say that san diego really is the mecca of craft beer and a lot of craft beer throughout the nation probably has taken something from san diego or maybe stolen some brewers and migrated them somewhere else Um, but san diego really is on the map for craft beer so a little bit of history for the uh uh, folks listening to the podcast that might be interested. So, those familiar with San Diego Brewing Company in Mission Valley, that actually is the name of the original brewery in San Diego, which started in 1896. Um, so, it's not the same brewery, they just went ahead and carried on the name, um, you know, just to keep the tradition. But the original brewery in 1896, one of the co founders was Alonzo Horton, who Most people that grew up in San Diego know Horton Plaza and a lot of the buildings that were developed. Um, He was a big uh, part of the boom that modernized the city of San Diego. Um, So he was a big part of the San Diego Brewing Company. Um, So from 1896 all the way to when they closed for the first time, 1920... Which everybody knows was (laughs) what, Josh? Ding, ding, ding. Prohibition. (laughs) Those sons of bitches had to shut it down. But, like, I was talking about it with my wife when I was doing this research, and she kind of joked because she's funny. We used to watch that show. Oh, man, what was that show on HBO with... Um, oh, yeah, Boardwalk. Boardwalk Empire. Yep. We're, we're like, yeah, so they shut down. Like, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, they yeah. were probably still making beer and people were still enjoying beer. But <laughs> for research purposes, they were shut down in 1920 for Prohibition. Um, and then they opened back up in yeah. Um And uh, then, of course, they had to close again, 1942. We know that was... Um, Big time for war here in in our country. And the San Diego Naval Fleet had to expand. So they opened up the 32nd Street Naval Station and that closed San Diego Brewing Company. Um, And, of course, um, they kind of reopened here under some new ownership. They kept the name, uh, which is nice. And, by the way, Josh, I don't know if you've ever had it. I know a lot of my listeners from San Diego know all about this stuff, but San Diego Brewing Company makes one of the best blueberry wheats you'll ever taste. I remember
1: you telling me about this a couple months ago.
0: I have yeah. yet to try this. Yeah, Well, we got to get down there sometime yeah, okay. <laughs> and, and, and have some. I wish they canned it or bottled it or something, but you can take uh, Growler's home. So all right. Well, hey. we'll, we'll figure it out. Okay. So we'll, we'll maybe do we'll that. do a San Diego trip one of these weekends. Nice, nice. Um, but uh, So there um, there were some other breweries back in, in the... Uh, Um, 40s there. There was um, Aztec Brewery, which people are familiar with. Another brewery which ended up closing and then was reopened with the same name. They wanted to use the same tradition. Um, And then also Balboa Brewing Company. Um, And so those two companies, after um, San Diego Brewing Company closed, they were kind of shut out the door in San Diego by the big three. Mm. The evil big three. Anheuser-Busch. Coors and Miller, so um, basically the 60s, 70s, and 80s was ruled by the big three in San Diego Um, and it took a little company named Carl Strauss to open in 1989 and because of that craft beer in San Diego became what it is. Literally uh, Carl Strauss opened and it just, um, it sparked a fire within San Diegans and within the craft beer community because um, there was um, a, a law change that enabled something that you're very passionate <laughs> about, um, which is home brewing. Um, and because of home brewing, and we've talked about this before in the show, people were able to um, start breweries that way because oh, yeah. they started in their garage, just like the uh, founder of Ballast Point. And then he started an actual homebrew store, yep. um, and then that <laughs> launched off into Ballast Point. So. Um, very thankful for for those times with Carl Strauss and with the Ballast Point guys to really get things going for all of us, whether it be home brewing or craft breweries. Um, so so 1989 was was a big deal. Um, literally, Carl Strauss was the first commercial brewery in San Diego since 1953. So from <laughs> 53 to 89, San Diegans were drinking horse piss. Yeah. <laughs> right. so, yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah. And then after Carl Strauss opened, you had Pizza Port and L Smith and stone, a big IPA oh, yeah. guy. Um, and then of course, ballast point, they started as the home brewer mart. Yes. Um, I've been there. And awesome place. Josh, Josh, very familiar with that. Um, so yeah, big, big deal. Their history in San Diego. Um, At the end of 2018, the industry created over $1.2 billion in sales just from San Diego, only San Diego, $1.2 billion in sales, tons of jobs down there in San Diego, um, which we all know is probably one of the most expensive places to live. So they're getting paid well, obviously, if they're living in San Diego or they're living in shacks um, (laughs) or or renting out a brother's room or something. And then at least they can drown their sorrows in, you know, good quality beer. (laughs) That's right. Um, And then just a quick fact, um, as of this uh, year around March, of course, more opening daily, there's over 158 licensed craft breweries in San Diego County. Nice. Um, And... They're all over. If you guys want to get down to San Diego um, and check it out for my viewers, Uh, we're going to talk about that, by the way. I got some um, surprises for Josh that um, I got some uh, research back from the podcast website, and I know Mm -hmm. who's listening to us, and I'm going to let Josh know. Um, But for the listeners that want to visit San Diego, they're all over. Kind of what I would do is I would probably start down south and work my way up. Um, North County has a lot, and so I would probably hit that last. They actually call the um, um, the seventy eight the the Hop Highway. Yep, sixty miles of breweries <laughs> starting from the coast all the way up to Julian up in the mountains, um, and a lot of my favorite breweries are on the Hop Highway. So, yep. um, and we're actually going to have uh, one of those here today as part of the San Diego Theme Week. Um, But, um, yeah, so that's history of San Diego craft beer. And um, so, Josh, we talked about that was going to be our theme. And, of course, you usually like to bring some home brew. So you actually brought us something that is um, a nice compliment for San Diego. So why don't you tell the listeners what you brought?
1: Well, uh, sort of serendipitous since, uh, you know, we we came up with this theme uh, a couple weeks ago. But um, before that, I've been working on doing my own version of a West Coast ale. I figure I haven't done one of those in a while. And, you know, what's more West Coast than that nice, hoppy, you know, floral, you know, sort of malty, uh, you know, IPA that you can get, you yeah. know. Stone's obviously famous for kind of bringing that into the uh, forefront. So I made this beer. Um, I call it Joe's IPA. There's a little bit of history behind it. Um, this is, as a home brewer, you know, I was just starting to get really good at what I was doing. And I told myself, hey, I to I want to create a recipe on my own. And, of course, my dad, being who he is, you know, he's always got to, like, you know, kind of push back a little bit. But, you know, pushing back kind of makes you stronger. And he was like, no, no, just stick to the clone recipes. At the time, I was making a, a stone IPA clone. He's like, no, I like that. Stick to the stone clone. I was like, no, Dad, I, I kind of want to make my own beer here. You know, let, you know, I got a recipe. I, I think I got it good. Let, let me just work through it. He's like, all right, fine. You know, we'll, we'll wait it out, see what happens. Now... Uh, I. I Put my heart and soul into this beer. I, I thought I did a great job. It was fermenting great. And about three days before I was ready to keg it, tap it, uh, my dad had passed away. Oh, man. And I'm just like, really? You, you, you really had to do that? <laughs> Either case, kind of a sad moment in my life. But uh, we had a lot of friends and family come together, and they helped us get ready for the wake, you know, the, the service. And I was like, well, you know, I got my ready audience. Let's Let's test it out on them. We ended up going through five gallons of this beer in about an hour and a half. Like, people just absolutely killed it. They loved the hell out of it. So I was like, all right, I think I got something here. I, I'm sure Dad would have been proud with this, so let me do it again for his service. So I made the beer again, um, debuted it. We had a lot of extended family I hadn't seen in you know, years. They come over, they're trying this beer, and they absolutely love the hell out of it. And I, I was happy to say that this definitely recipe was one of the top ones I've done in my life. And I'm also happy to say that I managed to basically get a solid recipe right out of the gate. Not all of them are usually like that. So uh, as a home brewer, you you definitely got to, you take them where you can get them. But I'm pretty proud of this beer. Uh, This, this particular version of of it that we're drinking right now, the only slight change I did is I I changed up the hot profiles. Um, not sure how PC it is, but uh, I call this version the the clusterfuck version. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> because the hops I use are cluster hops. Right. So normally I tend to use, um, uh, what am I thinking of, Cl- uh, Cascade uh-huh. and Magnum and Centennial yeah. in my version. So I decided to play around with some different hops. So this one has Falconer's Flight okay. and uh, cluster hops. And then uh, I had told from in previous podcasts we've been doing the hop oil yes and experimenting with that so this is one of those beers that i i made a a bunch of the cluster hop oil extract and then i dumped that in as a secondary mm-hmm. right before kegging it um I'm, I'm pretty happy with it this one feels more maybe pale ale at this point but you still get a nice little hoppy bite to it
0: um what are your what are your thoughts i'm always good for feedback well we kind of talked about it earlier um because, you know, we do a little sampling before we start (laughs) recording, but, um, and I've had, so this is the first time I've had Joe's IPA. I've had Joe's Revenge, uh, which is an award-winning beer, by the way. Um, Just recently got third place. (laughs) There you go. Um, And I really like this beer. And to me, this is, talk about a flagship beer if there ever was one. I mean, I could drink, this, this is something I could drink all day. Like if we were hanging out down by the beach, or we're out on the boat, or something like that. And we have a full cooler stock full of these things in cans or bottles. It's something that I would drink all day, and and the flavor's great. It doesn't leave a bitter taste on your palate, um, and it has just the right amount of hops, um, and it's that ABV. what Would you say it was around? This seven, is a seven point six. Seven point six. So like I say, you know, when when I'm drinking, you know, like a pale ale or an IPA, which. Prior to, um, I wasn't a big fan of until, I don't know, I guess Hazy IPAs opened my palate up to them, and I found a lot more because prior to that, the only IPAs that I would ever even touch um, was Betty IPA and Sierra Nevada IPA, Um, and those were the uh, only—but it had to be the Torpedo one. Yeah, yeah. So— it was weird because they just they had that woody taste to me and I just didn't care for them. Um, and then now I love them and I love this beer. This is a great beer. So you did a really good job. Your dad would definitely be proud. Well, thank you. Much. Um, I hope that this beer takes you places and I hope hopefully, so. hopefully <laughs> maybe we'll, maybe we'll be going in those same places one day. We'll yeah. see. Um, but, but yeah, you did a, you did a phenomenal job with that beer. Um, I hope the listeners, you know, get a chance to come out to some of these brew festivals and maybe possibly try some of this stuff. Um but um I want I wanted to uh give you uh little surprises here cuz I was waiting for the podcast. Right. Um so we uh obviously we're brand new at this um the podcast that we've got 3 episodes in now. This is the 4th. Um, and uh, we're starting to get some, some listeners. We're getting some good feedback. Good. So I'm trying to work on some things. There's some new things in the pipeline that I'll be working mm-hmm. on. Uh, I've gotten a couple of requ- requests for um, video. They want us to film okay. while we're podcasting, <laughs> which... At first, I was like, oh, man, I do not want to see these two ugly fuckers, but, you know, hey, you know.
1: Partially drunk ugly yeah, bastards. Right. The, 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 cam, the camera
0: adds 10 pounds. What's well, another 10 pounds, right, Josh? Oh, yeah. So, oh, I'm drinking it right now. But, so. uh, but, you know, hey, they want to see my glorious beard and your glorious locks, whatever. Oh, yeah. So we're, we're going to work on that. So hopefully we'll have a YouTube channel here shortly. Okay. We're going to start doing a little bit of traveling, I think, going to some breweries. Um, and... Um, There's been some requests to have some other people on the show, which we're going to. So that's in the pipeline. Um, So a lot of compliments for you that I've received. I appreciate Um, that. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. um, Of course, I appreciate the comments for myself, too, as well. Um, But... What I wanted to talk about is our listeners, and I'm really excited. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for liking and subscribing. Yep. Um, we have, we're have we starting small here, but so far we have 57 subscribers. Nice. Uh, hey, which is nice. That's a quality number know? right there. And I can safely say that they're not all my friends and family because I don't <laughs> think I know 57 <laughs> people. So yeah. I appreciate that. Um, so we're, we're slowly uh, slowly climbing here as we hit episode four. But with the, with the really cool thing here is that we have listeners as far as Australia. That is awesome. So I, I'm looking at our stats here. So we have two listeners in Australia, so I want to give a shout out to those guys. Um cheers. Um Cheers. Yes. Uh, you guys got some good beer down there from down under. Oh yeah, so uh um big fan of Australia it's so far away. So it's probably the farthest fans that we have, so that's pretty cool. So uh I appreciate you guys listening in Australia. Um we got um People in Washington D.C., Kingston, North Carolina, Newark, New Jersey, um, Brooklyn, New York, hmm. Arlington, Texas, Parump, Nevada. Okay. Um, I'm Winston Hills, New South Wales. I think that's that's Australia. That's and Australia. Yeah. yeah. So those are those guys. That's this because this will break it down by country and then break it down by city of who's oh, wow. listening. So um, that's pretty cool. So I want to give a shout out to whoever's listening to us in Winston Hills. Um, we, and then, of course, our locals here, Corona, Rancho Cucamonga, Victorville, yep. uh, Oceanside. Um, I found this interesting. Six listeners in Rocky River, Ohio. Do you know anybody in Ohio? Offhand, I, I, I do not, slightly, yeah, so but that's pretty cool. That's, that's, that's <laughs> awesome. So whoever's listening to us in Ohio, I appreciate it. Um, Round Rock, Texas, um, Pomona, California, Anaheim, of course, right here in San Jacinto, where the Beer Dad and Brood Studios are at. Um let's see I saw where your your uh wonderful cities in here somewhere I know it's in here uh, uh La Quinta, Indio, Indio, California, yep, yep. yep. uh Corvallis, Oregon. Nice. So <laughs> Fredericksburg, Virginia. Hmm. Uh let's see Lost Wages, Nevada, Springdale, Arkansas, Pearland, Texas, Lake Forest, California, uh, Springfield, Missouri, Bell, California. I mean, we're we've got a nice mix of yeah. uh listener so i'm pretty proud of that i'm really excited that we have listeners in australia i thought that was cool i was waiting to do it's the podcast funny you mentioned
1: some of those cities because uh i, I definitely got to give a shout out to you personally because as a homebrew club with the coach homebrewers we were putting on a competition called props and hops mm-hmm. and this is the first year we decided to go digital we got a website you definitely helped us promote it by pushing it on on your facebook page and all that and of course on the podcast here and i I almost feel like some of those cities might be a direct result because I've been getting entries from all over the place yeah. for this for this competition. It the first year that we've gotten a- entries from, like, Oregon. We've gotten entries from Texas. We got them from Missouri. Like,
0: That's awesome. Yeah.
1: So I, I'm very surprised that people are, you know, taking us as a club and our competition seriously. So if you are a listener and you decided to join our competition as a direct result of that, I definitely thank you very much for that. Definitely yeah.
0: Thank you for supporting, you know, the club and of course the, the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's, it kind of, kind of makes you feel good. Like we're actually reaching out, you know, it's not oh, just yeah. our buddies listening, yeah. you know, but everybody's a buddy of the beard, and brood oh, podcast. Yeah. So I appreciate it. We'll everybody. have a plan with you anytime. Absolutely. So, um, but, yeah, um, and, uh, oh, other things, I'm going to work on another giveaway. I did a giveaway for 500 subscribers on Instagram. I'm getting close to borderline 600, so I might just wait till we hit the 600 subscribers, or I might do a podcast giveaway um, for the next episode. So Nice. Um, and we'll announce the winner on that next episode. Um, so a lot of good things in the pipeline for the Beer, Dad, and Brew podcast, Josh. So yeah, I'm glad you're I'm here, not... and I'm glad you're a part of it. Oh, yeah. Definitely happy. And you know what? I think that deserves a, a that's, nice little that's ch- cheers there. Yeah. All, All right. right. Cheers. <laughs> Damn good beer. Thank you. So, um, well, let's get into it. San yeah. Diego Craft Beer. Let's uh, Let's start with Modern Times Brewery. All right, open up the the chest
1: of wonders here, also known as the uh, Star Wars. uh,
0: Yeah, this uh, Han Solo and Carbo fridge. Mr. Craig, that's there just for you, uh, decided (laughs) to break it back out so Josh didn't have to go too far to get these brews. And then, of course, the the most wonderful sound in the world. Oh, yeah, never go wrong with that.
1: (laughs) That's almost the same color as my beer. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Very similar
0: color, Yeah. yeah. So, this one I've been sitting on for a little while. Okay. So, um, I really liked it because I was surprised. I th- <laughs> uh, funny story about this. So, Modern Times mm-hmm. is a San Diego-based uh, brewery. They started in Point Loma, California, and they've actually expanded so much to the fact that you can now um, get Modern Times uh, at a tasting room in Oregon. Huh. You can also get it in Los Angeles. Um, which uh, I thought was cool. That's actually called the um, Dankness Dojo in L.A. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah so awesome. that's that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, Portland, Oregon, L.A. There's also Santa Barbara, Modern Times. Okay, um, so they've 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 expanded. Obviously, uh, what I really thought was really cool about Modern Times um, is <clears throat> around the time when. Ballast Point and um, what was the other Saint Archer? Oh yeah, uh, two big San Diegos. They they what they call in the industry sold out. Um, You know, we have I have my opinion on that on whether or not they sold out or not. Uh, But Modern Times was right there on that cusp because they were so popular. Um, And the owner did awesome piece of marketing where he kind of hinted that he was selling too, (laughs) and and a lot of people were upset and this and that. But actually, what he ended up doing. Um, was in, he, he did sell, but instead of selling to the, to the big three, he sold to his employees. <laughs> so he basically started selling employee stock options. Nice, so, nice. Uh, modern times currently is now, um, employee owned company. That's pretty cool. I so know. yeah, it's cool. Well, I,
1: I got to express, you know, where I think that's a really good idea, especially for mm-hmm. breweries and you've seen success stories. A, a good example would be new Belgium mm-hmm. in Colorado where they became an employee-owned. And I noticed, like, as soon as they did that, just the, the level of creativity in the beer has just exploded. You know, you're, you're getting, like, everything under the sun because, you know, you got a lot of people that are passionate about beer. And then, of course, if they're home brewers, they're, they're going to be trying some new things. And if it's feasible, that, that home-brewed, awesome, creative beer is now going to be on the marketplace. Right. And I, I'm pretty sure this one we're trying right now is no different.
0: Yeah, so this is a Bedrock. Um, you got to like coffee. I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah, I can smell it right <laughs> up front and center right so there. So for our vegan listeners, this is a vegan made beer. Um, so basically, what they call this is a nitro brown ale with coconut and coffee. So
1: uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to come up front and say that normally I'm not a big fan of coffee. Yeah, but I will say the best coffee I ever had. Was at modern times times because I know they roast their own beans and I know they do their own cold press. Yeah, and I was hungover as all hell. Walked in there (laughs) right as they open in the morning, said, You know what, can't go wrong with a cold press at this point. I kind of need it, and I was just floored at how awesome it was. So, and you know what, it hasn't changed. Yeah, (laughs) good stuff. yeah. Yeah,
0: so it's not as fresh. So could have been a little better. This, uh, uh, let's see, what have I, wow. Um, You've been sitting on a little longer than you thought? <laughs> a lot longer than I thought. Well, so I bought this, um, believe it or not, we're talking about distribution. Um, I got this in Arizona. Oh, wow. Um, so, um, so yeah. I was doing some traveling. I'm on my way back from Arizona, and uh, I saw it at uh, Total Wine and & More, and um, I was just grabbing a little mix of everything. And I was like, oh, I don't think I've had this one from Modern Times yet because I've had their their flagship beers, and I'm going to talk about those here in a second. Um, but uh, they do these um, uh, kind of seasonal one-off beers that they come out with, and they have a what I like about Modern Times is they give you a schedule for kind of the year. That's cool. Um, where you kind of know what's coming out, uh, what what to be what to be ready for. Because um, they're flagship beers, I'm sure you've had probably most of them, but they have like the, the Black House Black Coffee Stout, yeah. um, the Blazing World, uh, uh, it's a Dank Amber, uh, Orderville, which is their Hazy, um, the Fruitland Sour, I've had that, um, usually you get these in like a multi-pack. Um, what's that other one? Oh, Fortunate Islands, which is like their tropical Oh yeah, pillow. I see that thing like everywhere. Yeah, that's a bit popular one. And then they'll do... Um, Like with um, their—they'll have seasonal beers, too. So they have a spring beer, which is their Booming Rollers. Uh, It's a Citra Hoppy IPA. Okay. Um, Their um, Critical Band. uh, It's a Juicy Tropical IPA. And uh, Spaceways, which is the Hazy Nelson IPA that they do. So Spaceways comes out uh, fall through December. So you should be seeing that in the stores. Um, That's their fall beer. And then they have their their special release beers here too. So so this is bedrock. This is old. This is about a year old. Oh wow. Okay. So
1: well for a year it, it's holding up pretty good. I mean I, I definitely a little little bit of sediment, but that yeah. might have been more for my pour. I'm I'm digging on this color. It's got a nice little amber copper color to it. Which I, I, I kind of see where they're sort of going with this one. And you know, you got the nice little coffee up front kind of through and through yeah you know with this
0: sort of the first thing I smelled was coffee when I smelled it I was like yeah
1: but not not like that bitter coffee but not that nice roasted yeah. you know like wake you up
0: in the morning Folgers you know oh, like yeah. good and last drop kind of stuff I remember actually taking a really good shot which you can find on my Instagram of this um, just because of the name Bedrock I was up in uh, um, I brought a can of this up with me to Shaver Lake and Huntington Lake uh, during the summer and uh, I did a uh a my version of rock climbing, <laughs> well, not not like Jose, you guys, folks, <laughs> listeners know Jose. He's an avid rock climber. I'm I'm not crazy, obviously. I'm not fit enough to do uh, crazy rock climbing, but I found some cool boulders that were uh, close walking distance to the cabin that we rented, uh-huh. and I just kind of climbed myself up there, and I got had my glass and I had my bedrock, and I got that shot with. You got pine trees in the background yeah. on the, on the boulder. So I thought bedrock and yeah. rocks, oh, yeah. uh, it was a cool picture. I oh, really nice. liked it. So, um, uh, but yeah, modern times is great. Um, again, Point Loma is their, their main, uh, main, uh, tap house. If you want to go check it out. I wonder if I've been to that one. There's also one in, um, uh, where's the other one? Uh, well, there's the one in LA Santa Barbara and yeah. Portland. I'm trying to think where the other one's at in San Diego. It's not near the maybe uh, North Park. Maybe I'm not sure. Maybe because I don't remember
1: where I ended up a couple of years ago. That, that's how I ran into him. Was I ended up doing? Uh, Stone had a, a booze cruise, and so me and a bunch of club members, a bunch of friends, basically like paid tickets mm-hmm. for this uh, booze cruise that just kind of went to hell. I, <laughs> you know, good job on Stone and anyone who does like the booze cruise, but th- this particular one just turned into like a major shit show because. Yeah. Last minute, they didn't sell enough tickets, so they downgraded the ship to a smaller ship, which only had like two bathrooms on it. Oh. And if you know anything about beer, it, it kind of makes you want to do things like water closet, water closet, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, by the end of the night, uh, people not unlike myself, uh, were finding that the edge of the boat was the best urinal possible.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, but next morning, yeah, it was. <clears throat> Modern Times was the savior
0: of the morning. I'll tell you that. Get much. that nice coffee. I love it. Modern Times. They really do do a good job with uh, yeah. a lot of their, um, you know, their foundation beers. Their, yeah. You know that you can get year around. I really love that coffee stout that they make. Um, <clears throat> this one's this one's a good one too. Yeah. Um, I would say this is uh, if you're if you want that coffee flavor and you don't want something as rich and thick. Uh, and yeah. heavy as a stout, this is this is a good beer. Yeah, I was going
1: to say, this is sort of like next step down as far as like a coffee beer where you're getting the nice little coffee notes, but you're still getting a nice light, even yeah. body to it. And like I said, I got to give Modern Times credit. Like they definitely did a good job like picking up the their own roasting right. and doing sort of their own in-house coffee mm-hmm. along with the brewery. Okay. Because you you do see a lot of breweries trying to do the coffee beer, the coffee stout, the oh, yeah. coffee, whatever, but they they they're not very good at doing the coffee side of it. Mm-hmm. So you end up with this beer that's just like this bitter bomb from the coffee, and it just it it, yeah. it, it throws the balance yeah. way off on the I know, beer.
0: I know Jose uh, who was on our Oktoberfest episode. He's not a big fan. Oh of no, he coffee. he absolutely. Yeah, he's got
1: a sensitivity for it, and I've I've used him to great success in my own beers yeah. because when you're dealing with the chocolate malts for making like a porter or a stout, you're going to get some of that coffee without necessarily putting coffee in Correct. the beer. Yeah. And you got to figure out a way of balancing it with yeah. everything out. And so he's always been good at be like, Hey Jose, try this. What do you think? He's yeah. like, Oh, too much coffee. I'm like, okay, <laughs> got to back off on the chocolate. malts." Hey, he
0: cracks me up. Like, we'll you know, we'll go out places and uh, belching beaver, <laughs> which is, you know, oh, yeah. we got, we're going to be sampling some belching beaver, um, but a lot of the stouts that they make, he's always tasting coffee in them, and he always complains, you know, because he loves stout. But you know, he's a Guinness guy. Oh yeah, yeah. And, you know, he's got that Irish yeah. blood. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> he's, a, he's an Irish Mexican, but uh, um, he he's always tasting coffee, and I'm like, damn it, there's no coffee in here. Like yeah. they didn't even use it in the recipe, but he's always tasting it. But yeah. Yeah, you know, that's like that's why. You know, we talk about it. Craft beer, there's there's something for everybody. Exactly. You know, so if you don't like that one, I'm sure we'll find one that, that you do like. So Yeah, and
1: that's kind of my MO as a home brewer is I got people like, oh, I don't like beer. And I was like, well, you probably haven't had the right beer. Right. And it's like I, I'm not trying to, like, put you down or make you feel, like, inferior for not trying the right beer. But it's like beer as a medium is so encompassing. Yep. Like, you got everything from, like, tart, sour candy-esque you know berliner weiss beers all the way to like deep complex bourbon barrel aid yeah. chocolate stouts yeah
0: that's a hell of a range yeah. right yeah. there it just it's it's one of those things you're well i mean look at the shirt oh you're wearing
1: the shirt again you're wearing yep. that shirt celebrate
0: yep. diversity exactly
1: so <laughs> yeah i'm looking at it right here there,
0: there's a beer for everybody and a glass for every beer how yeah, about that that's right that, and that's something funny too uh when you say the glass for every beer um, you know, getting into the whole craft beer thing, I never realized that certain beers will actually taste better in a certain yeah. type of glass. It's really weird, isn't it? I know it sounds like one of these little, like
1: urban myth yeah. things where it's like, oh, bullshit. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> like just just drink the damn beer. <laughs> you know, like stop being such a pansy about right? it. Right? But I remember when I was making my own beer, I I thought, you know what? Let me put this to the test because you know, as you be a home brewer, you got you have to take sort of a scientific mindset. So I took one of my beers. I kind of collect glassware. That's sort of my deal, you know, like some, some crazy people who drink beer. But I lined up all these different glassware. I poured my beer in every single one. I had my little notebook, and I just started tasting it, you know, and write down what it what was I tasting in the beer. Yeah. And this is kind of part and parcel if you're going to judge a beer, by the way. Um, you, you have to know kind of what you're tasting and kind of rely on your palate. Yeah. And it is amazing how much a glass will make a, glass difference. Will make yeah. a difference in yeah. that beer. Yeah. Now, obviously, if you're if you're judging a beer, they're not going to give you a fancy <laughs> glass for the style you're judging. They're yeah. they're usually going to give you a nice open plastic cup, and yeah. uh, so you have to kind of make do with that. Yeah,
0: that's why I like. Uh, it's funny um, when you go to Vegas and you go to the Guinness School where they show you how to You know, their their glasses have that little twist to it, yep. and uh, and it and it definitely like I. I was like, yeah, you know, Guinness tastes the same to me, but drinking it out of that glass, you can definitely taste the difference. I I
1: am going to go out on a limb here from an opinion standpoint and say that glass, you're talking about the one that's got the little nooks on the side. It's like a ridge.
0: Yeah, and and it twists toward, like, if you watch the ridges, they kind of twist at the bottom. Yeah. 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 That glass
1: style has, to me, been like the best for any beer. Like, it is the most all-encompassing glass that I've come across. The only one close enough to it would be the Stein. Stein, yeah. For something about, I'll, I'll, I'll something about the, the German Stein, <laughs> you know, yeah. for some odd reason, it's tall, it's open, mm-hmm. and every beer you get in there just tastes wonderful. But yeah. maybe it might be quantity over quality. I don't know, but... Every beer I've ever had in a Stein has always been wonderful. Yeah,
0: I feel like with a Stein, it's so like you say, it's so wide. Wide, you know, it's wide yeah. Now, yeah. It opens it up. Yes. So, so every drink that you're taking, your whole face is in this. Oh thing. yeah. <laughs> so you're getting your not just your your nose, you're smelling it. Not just you're you're tasting it, but you're actually feeling it in your eyes. Yeah. You can you can feel the the crispness, the bubbles popping yeah, in yeah. your eyes. So all your senses are going off when you're taking a drink out of one of those big steins. So I think it's, I think you're onto something you there. You're kind of just getting. You're yeah. you're practically diving into it. Maybe may, maybe yeah. uh, maybe uh, when we decide to open our brewery, that's what we're going to serve our glasses in our steins. Yeah.
1: Maybe a stein combined with the nice little like rigid. Yeah, we're gonna oh, we're gonna
0: make some like Frankenstein. <laughs> (laughs) Glassware. Glassware,
1: (laughs) Well, I was just, I I came upon this uh, strangely enough when um, I went to a steal the glass night at the local pub when I was up in San Francisco and they were selling tiger beer. And tiger beer. It's
0: a Thai beer, right? Thai beer, yeah.
1: Yeah. Kind of great. It's like most, you know, um, macro lager kind of beers. Decent beer. uh, But they had this really awesome, like, kind of small ridge (laughs) glass. And I was like, all right, cool. And I just remember every beer I had in this glass just tasted awesome. I'm like, okay, there's <laughs> got to be something to do this. And that's actually what prompted me to do the scientific, like, let's lay out all the glasses and see what we get. See how it tastes. Yeah. And I just found, like, every beer I threw through that thing was just tasted great. And when I saw that Guinness kind of replicated that design but on a slightly bigger scale, yeah. I was like, yes, it still exists. <laughs> because I wanted to buy more of these glasses, you yeah. know, have a whole set of them. But I had no idea what the name was, where to get it. Mm-hmm. And when I tried to look up, like, Tiger beer glass, and they were just like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I felt like I just, like, walked into the Twilight Zone when I got this glass because right. Tiger never made this glass anywhere else, yeah. you know? <laughs>
0: That's awesome. Yeah, actually, uh, they got Tiger beer here at uh, Saboba. Really? Um, nice. There's a noodle house there. Okay. So that's the uh, that's not the first place I've had Tiger beer at, but yeah. there's also a Thai restaurant over here okay. in town that has it. Nice. It's good beer. Yeah, but uh,
1: like I said, I, I try to collect a bunch of different glassware because occasionally I just say, "Hey, let's see what we got," you
0: know. Let's uh let's Jump. move move to the next guy. All right. So we're gonna get a hazy going. So nice. I featured these guys on my Instagram page. Um, I had it uh, Disneyland. I went to Total Wine and more to get some stuff for Disneyland and um, and bought a four pack so this is the last of the four pack Novo, Novo Brazil out of uh, San Diego, California so they started in Chula Vista as a, um, uh, you know, a, tap, a tap room um, and a nice little story about them so the, the owner is actually from Brazil um, and um, he came here to San Diego State University to study and um, Josh has a story we'll, we'll hear it in a second <laughs> So and then he uh, went back to Brazil and then uh, started a brewery there, brewery there and then he came back here and opened Nova Brazil in Chula Vista and it took off and so now they opened a big uh, brew house in East Lake which is technically Chula Vista but if you if for my listeners that are in East Lake they'll probably get mad if I say East Lake is Chula Vista so. In Eastlake, um, now they have the big brew house, so you got a restaurant, um, with some great, uh, Brazilian themed food, um, and then their beers are pretty good, um, some of my listeners, um, have been telling me, you gotta have the, uh, Nova Brazil, uh, mango beer, it's supposed to be off the charts, um. I saw that there, but I wanted to go straight hazy, so that's what I got here. Um, but I'm definitely interested in trying the mango. Um, I've been getting some responses from Nova Brazil on uh, my Instagram page, so one of these days I might make it down there, and maybe try to uh, get an interview. But um, let's let's crack it open. All right. Oh, got a little 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 head coming out of there. Oh, good. Got a little excited there. Huh. Yeah. So I like the color on this. Ooh,
1: yeah. Look at that.
0: So this is, a, this is a good hazy. I, re, I really... Um, I enjoyed it. I hope you enjoy it. Um, I think they did a really good job here. Yeah.
1: So I know I, I got a little excited over here, <laughs> kind of like wiggling in my seat. I, it's weird how sometimes you realize the world is a lot smaller than it is. Yes. And this is definitely one of those moments because about a year yeah about a year ago um I, for those who don't know I live out in La Quinta I'm I'm about a mile from where Coachella festival is Coachella festival is this big grandiose festival it's kind of taken the world by storm in a lot of ways but I got bored one night and I went out to my local pub which is the uh, La Quinta Tap Room in Old Town La Quinta and I was just getting a couple of beers and I ended up running into some guy whose best friend is the head brewer For Novo Brewing, nice. And he's talking it up, and he's going on and on. He's like, "You got to go to this brewery. This is an awesome brewery." And I was like, "Well, San Diego is one of those places I don't get to too often." And I, but I wrote it down in my phone. I actually have a note. And I was like, "Okay, I'm going (laughs) eventually go to this damn place." Now you're gonna try some. And now I'm gonna try some. And I'm actually pretty happy to say, like, you know, that (laughs) I still have the note. To, like, reference from, because I remember he kept going on. He's got his buddy from Brazil. By the way, this guy I met was from Brazil himself. Okay. He was just in town for the night for the festival. hmm And he kept telling me, like, yeah, you got to definitely check out this brewery. And, well, let's get into it. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Oh, man, I love that smell. It smells good, huh? Oh, yeah. I mean, I just remember what he was talking about, like, what this guy was doing. It just sounded amazing to me. So this, this is definitely... Uh, this is uh, owning up to the hype. I'll put it that way. Yeah, that's clean, tropical. It's like everything
0: it. you want out of a just straight hazy IPA, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, they did a really good job. Um, you know, I like I said, I put them up on my Instagram. Uh, they sent me a message and asked me what I thought and I I said it's great and I told him I'd feature it on my podcast so here we are featuring (laughs) Novo Brazil uh brewery from uh down in San Diego County and East Lake Chula Vista area um and this is their uh they call this the Momo Haze. um I really like their their logo I think it's pretty trick to check out their logo the bird yeah yeah that's that's (laughs) pretty like a toucan and a uh yeah like yeah. a compressed toucan. Yeah. So, yeah, no, they, and their artwork's pretty cool on their on very, That's uh, cool. kind of reminds me of like nineties, uh, coloring, but Brazil, you know, very colorful, uh, where they do that, the carnival down there, mm-hmm. lots of color. Um, but yeah, I, I, once I tried this beer and I started doing a little bit of research about the brewery and I thought the story was really cool, um, about how they got started. And, um, I definitely would like to go come down and uh, check the place out. I, I, I already know I, I I like Brazilian food. We used to. I really disappointed. There was a place at uh, the Temecula Mall called Roda Vida, and it oh, was a Brazilian, yes. Brazilian steakhouse. And man, that food was amazing. <clears throat> yeah. And it went out of business. Um. You know. I think. Probably around the time when the economy collapsed. Yeah. So about oh9 somewhere around there. And But we used to go there almost maybe once a month.
1: Yeah. If I'm in for the carnivores in, in, in the room here, <laughs> that place was definitely quite the... Uh, yeah. That, that was the first time I ever had a chance to try things like duck and rabbit. Yep. yep. And just like they had like every kind of meat you can
0: think of under the sun. Brought it out on a sword and you oh, put a yeah. little block up with the green and they just kept bringing it. And when you wanted a break, you'd set it sideways. And when you were done, it was that red one. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that that place was great. I think actually there's a um, – isn't there in an Indio area, a Brazilian steakhouse that's kind of like that? Uh uh, not that I know
1: of. If you'll have to mean, look I'll, it I'll definitely need to take a look because yeah,
0: maybe we'll do a dinner there one yeah, day. Yeah, because I'm it, pretty yeah. sure there is. Okay, yeah, there Palm, is. Palm Springs or Indio. You'll have to check. You'll have to check it out. It's in that area, out in the desert. Nice, it's nice. But I like that crisp, clean.
1: Yeah. I, th- to me, I always love beers that have like. All Your flavor, all your smell, mm-hmm. but then they don't quite linger, or if they do linger, no. it's like a, it's a decent, like sweet. Kind Literally, of.
0: right now, I have zero af- aftertaste, zero. Yeah, um, you know, some beers will leave just a little bit, but it rinses so clean, it's very, very clean, crisp beer. Uh, it comes in at seven percent, which we talked about earlier yep. with IPAs, you want that 6.9 to eight yeah. percent, so you're right there. So you can have you know a few of these and still, you know, not feel like you need to be carted out in a wheelbarrow (laughs) um but yeah they did a really good job so listeners if you want a really good hazy uh straight ipa it's not a double or a triple but it's a straight uh haze um seven percent check out the momo haze from uh, nova brazil down in uh san diego california so good stuff huh Josh? josh yes thank you
1: Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm kind of like playing on my phone here right now. I'm trying to look up the name of this this guy because he did give me his number because he was talking. To me, he was like, you know what, you're an awesome dude. Because um, we end up talking so much that night that um, I end up inviting him over to my house, mm-hmm. and we end up trying a couple of like the home brews and stuff like that. And it was kind of cool being able to make those connections, you know, with people, especially people from around the world. And I remember him telling me, he was like, you know, this is awesome. This feels like home in Brazil where you make these connections. You you get, you know, connected with people and they invite you to home. They, yeah. they show you what they do. They show you their, their wares kind of thing. Yeah. And so I, I felt... Especially as like you know a citizen of America, like I'm, I'm doing justice to Absolutely. America and to the <laughs> yeah. you know to the world.
0: Well, we've talked about before many times how craft beer just brings people together. Oh yeah, there's no there's like to me with craft beer, you know the shirt says it all. It's diversity. The, oh, yeah. There's no there's no color. There's no uh, sexual orientation. There's no religious. Um, uh, yeah, you it's know, just you, problems like. We could literally sit at a table and, well, there are, maybe are some religious problems because <laughs> there are some religions where they can't drink alcohol. Yeah. However, there are, there is beverages, and we've talked about doing an episode of non-alcoholic beers. Yeah, yes. Um, so for those guys, they could have non-alcoholic beers. But I'm, I'm literally, we could sit at a table with somebody uh, almost like um, the United Nations of beer drinkers, <laughs> and we would talk about beer. Yeah, okay, it doesn't matter who who we like as a a president or a prime minister or or a dictator or any of that <laughs> crap because it wouldn't matter because we're talking about beer and we would get along And uh, this, this is why I love the craft beer community. So, um yeah. this is great and this is a great story. I mean, the the owner, so I I pulled it up maybe this is the guy uh talking about was it uh, Eduardo Pentagna? Pentan? I think okay, so I believe so so he's the master brewer and CEO of the yeah, company. Yeah, okay, that would be the guy.
1: Yeah, because I mean, his buddy here, you know, I met over at the Coachella festival last year was just yeah. all into it. Yeah, so
0: yeah, I'd like to go down there. Um, if you look it up, that the, their their new spot that they opened in Eastlake looks amazing. So I'd like to check it out because I already know that I like Brazilian fare and food, and yeah. I already know I like their beer. And then of course, everybody keeps telling me about their their. Um, their mango. So I'm going to have to check that <laughs> out too cuz I like mango. I
1: remember so. I think his
0: buddy was telling me like hey you got like
1: yeah,
0: you know, he's got he's got some beers dialed yeah. in. So um the cool thing about these guys is they're doing a good job at marketing and distribution. Um I was able to pick this up in Anaheim. Oh wow. So um at yeah, t- uh well, was it was that Anaheim? Actually no. Uh Corona. Oh. Uh, well, close oh, to Anaheim. Hell, you know. Yeah, you're like 10 minutes away, but yeah, I was at a um uh, A Bevmo on our way to Disneyland, and I said I need some beers for the hotel room. (laughs) So I walked in there, and I, you know, usually when I uh, hit something up like that, you know, the beer dad obviously has a tons of tons of beers. You know, I'm slacking on my untapped, and I haven't checked in probably a thousand of them. But um, I like to try stuff that I haven't had before. So when I saw that, I was like, I've seen these in the stores before, and I've never had it. Let me give it a whirl. I'm glad I did. They did a good job. Yeah, no,
1: definitely, uh, definitely a worthwhile beer. So good job.
0: That's good stuff. Oh, yeah. Let's see here. All right. So next on our list is going to be... We're going to do some belching beaver action. Nice. So what I did here for belching beaver is something not very traditional, Josh. Mm, Yep.
1: I can see that from looking at the can.
0: (laughs) So, well, I wanted to throw... Uh, I wanted to throw a pallet monkey wrench monkey <laughs> at us and so with Belching Beaver for yeah. listeners that don't know we obviously we have listeners in Australia that we know about now um, Belching Beaver is famous they're famous for their um, uh, stouts their milk stouts Yes, um, but they've been trying some new stuff and this is a, a kettle sour that they did called Purple Drink
1: Um, he's laughing. Just just the name, just the name.
0: The can is awesome. It has like the Kool Aid man with the beaver face on it Um, saying, Damn, damn, Damn. he busts through the wall. Yeah, um, I think one of their taglines on their website says something like, It's so good, it'll make you want to bust through the wall and say, (laughs) Damn, um, but uh, so something, something different. From Belching Beaver, so this is purple drink. Go ahead and crack cracker open. love that sound by the way. Oh yeah. Oh wow, that, <laughs> that is some color right there. Well, that's a pretty hue, isn't it? Yes. That is a,
1: man, that is like a deep cherry magenta red right there.
0: But you know. Um so I've had this, uh, I've had this the first time I had this beer is from the four pack that this is from. Nice. Um, It got released and I was so pissed off um, because I want, I wanted to hit the release and and work obviously permitted that I couldn't get to the release. I've got tons of friends and family listeners of the podcast um, and nobody could get down there to the release for me to get it. Um, So I thought all hope was lost, right? Yeah. Well, I had a nice little weekend with the wife down in San Diego a few weekends ago Oh, not a few. Just a couple weekends ago, oh. actually. Um, and uh, we... My wife, she's an amazing uh, woman. And I didn't even ask. She brought it up. She's like, well, while we're down here, did you want to stop at some breweries? And I was I just looked at her and I said, I love you. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she knows me. Because <laughs> I didn't want to bring it up because it was kind of... It was her, you know, every, the so the beer dad, we got another one on the way. So she's preggo right now. We got the one-year-old and then mm-hmm. my 11-year-old. So... Um, she doesn't get a whole lot of time to relax and stuff. Yeah. So it was a nice weekend away. So I didn't want to bring up the brewery thing while we were down there. I figured wherever we went to nice dinner or whatever, yeah. I'd have some good beer and I was just going to leave it at that. But of course she brought it up and said, you know, you want to go to some breweries over down here? And I thought this is amazing, you know, that's why she's awesome. So um, shout out to the beer mom, beer wife, <laughs> uh, if you will, Amber. Um, but so we stopped at pure, which we're going to have some uh, some pure here in a little yep. bit. Um, but And then we went to Belching Beaver. I went to Belching Beaver because they released the peanut butter latte uh, nitro stout, which is Ooh. a seasonal beer. Okay. May or may not have some of that. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. But um, I look in the case, and lo and behold there is a four pack of purple drink sitting in there. And I said,
1: see, that's why you go to breweries. This is,
0: this is meant to be because, yeah. it, cause that this right here, they, they didn't put in the stores. This was only something you could yeah. get at their brewery. Uh, it was a special can release. Um, and I was like, shit, I'm going to get purple drink. Yep. So, and it's, it's, it's good stuff. Cheers, Josh. Yeah, cheers. Go ahead and tell me what you think of that stuff.
1: Right out of the gate. I smell a nice, clean, you know, kettle sour mm-hmm. you can always tell a kettle sour especially from the smell because it's it's I don't know it's almost like a creamy mm-hmm. smell almost like a yogurt yes. smell because well most kettle sours they use yogurt to create the kettle sour um, but yeah just I mean I, I love all it man hmm yeah, that is a damn good kettle sour. <laughs> it's not too tart. Yeah, it's not sour. It doesn't do like the pucker factor. It right. doesn't do the instant heartburn yeah. that I've seen from some sour beers or kettle sour for that matter. Yep. Yeah. It's a nice even keel, and you almost get like a creamy richness from it that when they do the kettle sour's right, you get that. Yeah. You know, it doesn't it doesn't burn on the way down. No. And this is good. And then, of course, that's replaced by a nice little, like, kind of fruity, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> blueberry, blackberry, maybe a little cherry in there.
0: I should say on the can. Where's the can? No, oh, the can's right
1: here. Raspberries, blackberries, and boysenberries. Mm-hmm. Ooh, nice. Okay.
0: Yeah. So I mean, so a, it's... an amazing color. Yeah. Amazing color on this beer. Oh, yeah. Um my my thoughts on this beer, you know, we've been kind of dabbling in the sours here on the show, um on a couple of our mm-hmm. beer shares and um some are hit you so hard that yeah. the sides of your mouth light up and <laughs> some don't. This is a very easy drinking sour. Yeah. Um it is what's the content? Five point five, so that's probably that's part of the reason. Right in the range there. Um and- you you could definitely drink uh, drink a lot of this, and it would become dangerous because it's so good flavor. Yeah, this is uh, kind of like what they like to call that gateway drug. <laughs> so when so we were talking about that earlier, when yeah. somebody says they don't like craft beer, yeah, like you could give this to somebody that's maybe like a wine drinker or a wine cooler yep. drinker or, or fruity. Drinks and they they might get sucked in because it's not sweet like no. people think they're gonna see this can and they're gonna be like oh god that's gonna be like sweet and sugary yeah. and it's it's really not but it no. it's packed full of flavor yeah um you get all those fruits um you, the scent everything was good this would be a great beer to put in that stein yeah like imagine your whole face just experiencing this whole entire cool. scent the flavor everything um so for I, I wanted this on the show because Belching Beaver. Like I said, they they dabble in their milk stouts. Yes. That's what they're known for, their peanut butter milk stout, which is one of my favorite beers. Um, This right here is totally off the beaten path of what they (laughs) normally do, and it's something they're not going to do all the time, but it's a good drink. No, they definitely own
1: this, and I, I remember when I went out to their facility out in, like, San Marcos area, and I was just floored not only just from the size yeah. Of this facility, but just like what they were putting out.
0: Yeah. So they have a... So uh, San Marcos... So you is probably this? went to the Vista.
1: Vista, yes. So
0: Vista, which is uh, now They kind of remodeled it. It's a, it's a restaurant um, and mm-hmm. brew house now. And then they also okay. have... They have one in Oceanside. Oceanside, sorry. Okay. Oceanside. So Oceanside's um, where the, uh, where they have some of their offices at. Yeah, uh, the, the big
1: warehouse yes. type okay. setup. You walk in there, it's this... Massive facility, yeah. these like giant, maybe 200, yeah. like barrel tanks. Yeah, that's
0: Oceanside. Um, and then they also have a spot down in North Park, which is a nice uh, tasting room. Yeah. Um, actually, the first time, so Belching Beaver is kind of a near and dear to my heart because they're part of the reason why I like craft beer between them and Carl Strauss and a couple others. But the first time I had the peanut butter milk stout, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. This is a beer. Because yeah. there was a while there where. So I drink Miller Lite. I'm sorry to say that I, but when I was young and dumb, before I found craft beer, (laughs) when I was like 21 or, okay, maybe before 21, I was drinking uh, Miller Lite. Okay, beer dad's old, so this was a long time ago, folks. Um, So, um, and then I had a couple craft beers here and there. I'm like, okay, these are good. This is good. And then I had that peanut butter stout, and I was like, holy crap, and that's what really got me into the craft beer. Made the uh, switch. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, if there's stuff out there like this. And then for the longest time, I thought they were the only ones. Yeah. So I was all about Belching Beaver, <laughs> which is, there's nothing wrong with that. They're a great oh, company. No, they, um, they I um, mean, this
1: is proof positive, right? Yeah. Here,
0: so. um, Thomas Vogel and Troy Smith, the owners of, of Belching Beaver, um, they started the company in tw- uh, 2012. And then, of course, the Peanut Butter Stout put them on the map. Oh, yeah. They um, just, I remember
1: soon as seeing them in the store. It yeah. blew up. Well, and I remember, Absolutely too, like
0: off. when I was – my wife hated it because when I was really into it, the um, the big bottle, what is that, the 22, 22? Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the, the big ones. The whales as yeah. they refer to. So, so so that son of a bitch out here, here in this area, if you could find it, it was kind of like Pliny. Like it would yeah. be sold out everywhere. Um, so when it was hot and heavy – um, but that damn bottle, I think I was paying fourteen ninety nine or something like that for it. <laughs> okay. Now you can get that same bottle for like seven ninety nine. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Which which is perfect. Um, and I prefer like that. You can get it in cans now. You can get it in the twelve ounce bottles in a six pack. So much more convenient than having to buy that big bottle because sometimes, you know, I'd get home from work and I just want a, a, a quick beer and it's like it's yeah. hard to drink that. Big old beer. <laughs> well, you know? that's
1: the re- reason why they refer to them as whales. Yeah. Because you're having to down, especially for, like, the stout, so that might be a little more potent and, than yep. usual. Mm-hmm. You get through this bottle, it's like nighty-night, just
0: <laughs> put you to sleep. Yep. So belching beaver, uh, as they say, damn good times. That's their, their motto. <laughs> um, check them out. Like I said, they're oh, they're part of that 78 hop highway. You can hit that Oceanside one. Yeah. You can hit their... Um, uh, is that, I guess that's Vista area, Vista or Carlsbad area, um, and then down in North Park. But good stuff. So you, so yeah. you like this then, huh?
1: No, no, I, I definitely like this. And I have to – this actually reminds me to give a quick shout-out tonight is a buddy of mine, Devin. He just opened up a brewery out in the desert called Desert Beer Company. He just had his grand opening this Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, sadly, I, I had to do some work stuff, so I had to miss it. But, you know, congrats, Devin, if you're ever listening. Good job at, at the brewery and he's been doing some kettle sours himself that have been just absolutely amazing he he's done one called mexican candy yeah that was just like right up on the mark he yeah. he did a uh, blood orange one it was just yeah, you know, he's he's just playing around different things, but he, he's definitely hitting the the right notes. His his orange kettle sour, by the way, tasted just like orange Gatorade. All
0: uh, right, I'm sold. Okay, I, I think, <laughs> uh, Josh, I think you need to set this up. We need to go out and yeah. take a visit. Maybe oh, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll do a, a on location podcast.
1: Okay.
0: At. at uh, with desert beer company
1: that's actually where we're going to be hosting the judging for the props and oh well then i'll be
0: out yeah
1: so i know you had signed up for that (laughs) and you'll be there so i could definitely make the introduction we'll get that going actually tonight is uh, he's doing his birthday celebration tonight oh nice so he's got a few you know bands out there doing their thing but um at some point i'm going to meet meeting up with him give him a beer you know celebrate but i think he would be happy knowing you know you know, this is definitely right up his alley.
0: Nice. So, yeah, I've uh, been getting into the sours. Um, the uh, Slurpsicle Sour that Electric made was really good. Uh, <laughs> kind of has a funky name to it, but oh yeah. Well, you know, they're they're. I think they were trying to go with the you get. You've heard of 450 North out in yep, Indiana. Yeah, yeah. That's a big pop of their slushy uh, sours, or well, actually, they're more of a Berliner Wies uh, kind of kind of beer. But yeah. they're super thick, and there's a lot of pulp uh, puree in them. I was going to say, I, I think 450 has been put on the map recently because they're,
1: they're definitely... And I haven't tried the beers. I'm just kind of going off a of hearsay on this. But there's sort of this gimmicky kind of nature where, yeah. like, hey, look at us. We're throwing donuts in the mash tun, you know, kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Or we're throwing, they, you know, they whatever. They definitely are. So uh, the people line up for miles to get yep. their special releases. And um, there's a, a trading site that I'm on on Facebook uh, have not been successful yet so we get some listeners in Indiana that actually want to do um, can for can trades and not I've got these guys that are like well I'll trade you uh, you know some Pliny and this and that um, but then I also want $80 on top of it I'm like no <laughs> yeah. sorry my my personal opinion and, and eventually um, this is another thing that the the beer dad wants to do is um, I want to um, I'm going to start a, a private uh. Uh, beer Dad and Brewed uh, page on Facebook, where the listeners can go on and, and trade beers with each other. So we okay. got we got listeners from all over the country, all over the world. Yeah. Um. And and my only rule is that there will be no profit made. Yeah. I want. I what I what I want is I want people to be able to say, Hey, I would love to try your beer in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. You would love to try my beer in San Diego, California. So go get me four beers local from Brooklyn, New York, of and these are the styles that I like. Doesn't matter what brewery it's from, and I'm gonna go do the same for you and we're gonna ship back and forth. That's <laughs> what I want for my page. I don't want people to make profit off because I think that's disgusting. I really yeah. do. I, yeah. see with, well, I see it with I see it with four fifty North. I see it with Monkish, I see it with Electric, and I think it's disgusting that people do that because I, I feel that craft beer is something that should be shared with with somebody. I would cool. never charge somebody for for beer. Well yeah. th- that's
1: the reason why beer has made itself a community outside of wine yeah. in a way, in a lot of ways cuz wine kind of built its culture on these sort of snobbish people who say, "Oh, this particular vintage year is worth so much. Let me, you know, sell it to you for absorbent cost yeah whereas in the beer community it's like no man i just want you to drink it i just want you to enjoy it yeah you know in fact actually i was almost tempted earlier and i'll probably by the end of the podcast tell everyone the recipe for joe's ipa the one we just tried here because i don't mind if you can make it at home by all means go for it i'm not going to limit you on that
0: Hmm. Because see,
1: that's what I am about. It's it's about sharing the yeah, beer.
0: No, and it's totally the, the the craft beer community. Um, you know, for the most part, is made up of people that they want to share, and it's it's a social thing. You know, yes. like let's let's go and meet new people and and yeah. just come together and enjoy good beers and give each other our opinions and this is how home brewers get better because they share their beer with others and people give them insight hey you know i think maybe if you took the abv up just a little bit or dropped it down a little bit or maybe a different yeast strain or yeah. um hey um you know maybe if we can get like a like a darker richer color or or something thicker like i, I noticed with um some beers like for some of the hazies like you know you want to get like we talked about using like oatmeal and stuff like that to get that yeah that hue that that or thicker the, thicker yeah. taste when it hits your palate. You, it's almost like you're like drinking a smoothie kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, like creamy sort yeah. of texture. Yeah, so just like throwing those ideas out to each other and stuff like that. And it has nothing to do with like, oh, I think your beer sucks or anything like that. Yeah. It's, it's all about getting better and making good beer. And Well,
1: that's the, that's the point is everyone. We want everyone to make good beer because we yeah. want to enjoy that beer. Yeah. Like you said, it's a social thing. It's like I want to sit here, talk philosophy, talk shop, talk politics, whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. Let's do it over beer because at least we will always have something in common, right? Yeah, which is the enjoyment yeah. of
0: what we're drinking. No, because like. it's like, hey, like I said before, we could literally sit at a round table. We could have, we could have, uh, <laughs> and this is crazy. I'm going to throw this out there, but you could have two Trump supporters. Two non-Trump supporters, two people that don't give a shit, and two and two, <laughs> and two pe- dictators, <laughs> and two people from a foreign country. Yeah, we're gonna throw some craft beer on the table, and I can guarantee you that everybody's gonna get along, and everybody's gonna have a good time, yeah. and everybody's gonna have some good conversation because it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't really care what your beliefs are or any of that kind of shit. When it comes to craft beer, it brings everybody together. It I, really is. This is like world peace, right?
1: Yeah, now. yeah. World <laughs> peace in a glass. That's that's what yeah, it, it is. In know. fact, actually, I see this real time? Like I, I went to a homebrew club meeting, um, and two people opposite ends of the spectrum as far as beliefs go. Mm-hmm. But you know what? When they had this beer in their hands, they were
0: just like buddy buddy. Yeah, you know that's exactly that's exactly uh, my thing, and that's why I love craft beers. Like the, we can step away from all the bullshit in the world, yep. right? And we can sit down and we can crack a cold one as they would say, and, uh, and just enjoy ourselves and have a good time. And that's what this podcast is all about. Like I've yeah. had some guys, you know, send me some messages and say, man, I love listening to your podcast cause I feel like I'm there having a drink with you. I like to sit there and have a drink myself. And, and I get to find out about all these new beers that I want to try. And, and I feel like I'm there having a drink with you. Um, and, and that's what this is all about. Like we're, yeah. we're reaching out to people in Australia and New York and DC and Oregon um, having a beer with people, yeah. yeah, and of course, you know what I gotta say to that? Cheers, cheers to those, cheers. <laughs> and I'm empty because we're gonna move on to our next uh, next beer. We've talked about belching beaver. Yes, uh, let's let do a pure too. project. A pure project. So pure project has slowly become near and dear to the beer dad's heart, um, as well as a lot of other uh, craft beer <laughs>
1: aficionados. Because I've had a chance to try quite a number of their stuff and. I got to admit, they're, they're
0: killing it. They're I, killing it. So, um, everybody uh, knows uh, episode two, we had uh, Hopscon Alex here from Instagram. Um, and uh, he's been talking my ear off about Pure Project because <laughs> he knew that I, wor- I I previously was working down in San Diego. And he kept saying, oh, if you can get your hands on some, you know, get me some. And uh, Alex, by the way, I do have a can of this left for you. I promised you that I would save it for you. Um, but... Uh, Uh, This is um, a great brewery, and I finally got to go. This was part of the thing with the the beer wife when she said, let's go to breweries. So I went there, and I happened to hit it on can release day. So I picked these bad boys up, and um, I'm glad I did. (laughs) Crack that open, Josh. You're going to love this beer. There we go. So a little bit stronger than everything that we've had. This is a triple uh, IPA.
1: By the way, I got to give a quick shout out to the Craft Lounge in Beaumont, nearby okay. to you.
0: They do carry. They got uh, Pure Project. They have Pure Project oh my in God. cans there. I'm gonna have to tell Alex, so, Alex, when well, you're listening. Yeah, if
1: you're listening, Alex, uh, Craft Lounge <laughs> in Beaumont, right up the road.
0: That's go uh, check them out. They have they have Pure Project there. That's how I've been uh, actually introduced to them. That's pretty cool. So yeah. um, Pure Project Brewing, um, they're there in Miramar, California, um, and uh, they uh, it, what's Cool about Pure Project is, um, so they started in Costa Rica. Actually, uh, I was interested to find that out, um, and um, had a brewery going in Costa Rica, um, and kind of went with the concept of you know naturally sourced uh, resources, organic materials. Um, try not to use a whole lot of waste. Uh, keep everything natural. Um, And it was all about the environment, which was awesome, Um, you know, because, you know, we need a place for our kids to live eventually when uh, they're adults. Um, And so after they decided that um, Costa Rica was the sources, it wasn't there. They're like, all right, we need to move back to the States. So um, Miramar, uh, which is in San Diego, California, um, there by the uh, Marine Corps base, is where they uh, opened up, uh, and since have opened um, a location in Balboa Park, and they also have a new one in Carlsbad coming wow. soon. They're
1: expanding real quick. Yeah.
0: So, um, but what's really cool that so the Miramar um, tap room is really small. I mean, it was standing room only when I went in there. Of course, it was a, a can release day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I was. I was sold, man. the 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 actual location itself, really cool. Um, they had like um, kind of like uh, moss growing out of the walls with their okay. logo in, in the in a wooden wall. Um, just the, it, just the vibe, everything about it. Just it's just it hit, hit me. I was like, this is my spot right here. If if Pure Project was local to me, it would probably be really dangerous. Um, but uh, they're really good brewery. Um, cool story, you know. Like I said, starting in uh, Costa Rica and then moving to San Diego. Yeah, um, nice. just one of those things. And then and then they actually donate one percent of all their sales, including profit, um, and um, that goes to the Planet Company. Like I said, they they're all about the environment, and um, there's a few breweries that have jumped on board with that. And yeah. you got to give them credit. Maine Brewing mm-hmm.
1: in you know the state of Maine, yeah. they're one of the first people to jump on that one yep. percent and. They've definitely been killing it out there, and it's cool to see other breweries jumping on board with it.
0: And this is, I kind of told you, you know, the beer dad ever gets a a beer dad brewery or we do something together or whatever. uh, Local, natural, organic ingredients is what I'd want to use. You know, I think that's awesome. It just tastes better. (laughs) I'm just sorry. (laughs) Well, well, what do you you think of this? What we are drinking here is a triple India pale ale called triple dry height. It's got that like neon Miami Vice uh, can look, <laughs> look, in, look in there. What do you think? Well,
1: first off, I, I love this sort of dank, hoppy smell right out of the gate. Yep. You just dive your nose into that.
0: The flavor is ridiculous on this one.
1: Yeah, that is just. It's like the hops are there. They're juicy as all hell. And they don't leave a nice, they don't leave uh, a nasty streak on your tongue. Yeah. It's like they're there, they're gone. But what's left is this nice, like, sweet, juicy, hot floral
0: element that just kind of lingers, and it's just great. Right. It's, like, really, really good job. Would you believe it if I told you that that was 10.3%?
1: I would not. I would not (laughs) (laughs) believe it. I mean, I'm happy to say I've had some of their beers, and I'm actually right now pulling up my, my Untapped. And this is how much I, I've been impressed by these guys. It's pretty much every beer I've tried of theirs, I rated it at least four or above.
0: That's pretty okay. good. Okay, and just, I'd say that's about the average for them.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. they they've been just absolutely killing it. Like I, I've had their Rain, which is actually a pilsner they did. Yeah, great, easy going pilsner. Mm-hmm. You know, right out the mark. I had Merkley, which is their sort of double New England, kind of in the same boat as this one. I did Gatsby. Gatsby's a good one. You got to try that one's really good. Okay. And last but not least, this is another one, is Orange Magic. Orange Magic. This is one they were selling up craft for a little while there, but I was just floored by this. It was a sour IPA.
0: Okay. It's
1: just amazingly good. It's like there was so much going on in this glass, so many nice. layers. It's just like I didn't know where to begin, but I just knew I, I yeah. was enjoying what I was drinking. Yeah,
0: yeah, this beer is uh, awesome. I <clears throat> excuse me. I went down there and uh, I got a, a – usually my go-to MO when I go to a brewery mm-hmm. for the first time is hit that flight up, right? Because then I can try several different things. Sometimes if there's a lot on their list and it, it all sounds good, sometimes the beer dad might do two or three flights. <laughs> not going to lie. Um, but, hey, that's what I say, and that's kind of how we do these tastings and these uh, that's how you uh, know. beer shares is you know how you're able to drink so many without you know getting inebriated and just miserable is by sharing – um, and so doing a flight is the way to go, but I tried so many different beers and I was like, man, these are so good. And so I was like, all right, well I knew cause they still had some cans left when I, when I got there, I'm like, all right, well I'm going to have to get some to go. So we'll figure out which one I like the best. Um, there was a uh, sour that I had there that was really good and I wish I would have got cans of that and I didn't. Um, but I went with this one, uh, just because I love the color on it. I love the scent. Yeah. Um, yeah. The fact that it's 10.3% obviously makes it dangerous because we talked about this before. You start getting into these higher alcoholic contents, and they kick your butt after a while.
1: Well, and that's what's kind of scary as well is it's blended so well with the overall balance of the hops and the malt Mm -hmm. that it's like you can throw these back, especially on a hot summer day, and you're just like, what i'm drinking what yeah
0: well and and i this is something that kind of irritates me too but i see this on a lot of the instagram uh guys a lot of these people like you know when they call it a crushable (laughs) they they chug these things and this beer while you can chug it because it's so easy drinking it's like i hate when i see that because i feel like oh my god that is an amazing beer that you just literally like I mean I don't even know if you got flavor out of it because you just drank the the whole sixteen ounces in 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 a second yeah.
1: well i I always think of uh you know a little popular <laughs> like if, if anyone's ever seen Rocco's modern life back yeah. in the day, there's this scene where uh, his friend Heifer, who lives with a family of wolves, heifer ends up eating the the grandpa's cake. And Grandpa just like, did you even taste it, you
0: walrus? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah dude, I mean, I mean, this the flavor, everything that about this triple dry hyped is is all there. This was a cool can release that they did. Ten point three percent, and uh, what, what the other thing? It is a hazy, but we don't call them hazy at Pure Project, ladies and gentlemen. They like to call them murky, <laughs> so a little bit different there. So it says, embrace the murk. Um, Oh, yeah. But uh, damn, damn, damn good beer by Pure Project. I'd definitely be hitting them up uh, for sure. You guys are doing a great job down there uh, in San Diego. So Good job. Mm -hmm. Cheers. Cheers to that. Yeah, I really like that beer. That's damn good stuff right there. Mm.
1: Good definitely order on this one, man, because we were...
0: Got coffee. Got a <laughs> yep. Got a
1: little bit of a purple drink.
0: I mean, it's it's a yeah. it's a it's a spectrum of different beers for sure. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, and it also plays to San Diego as, like you said, the beer capital. It's yeah.
0: like you got so much going on in one area. Yeah. yeah well, and it, it, some of my listeners might ask, "Hey, you just told me there was 158 licensed craft breweries in San Diego. How does that work?" And it's because there's so many different varieties of beer down there. There's something for everybody. Yeah. So, like for me, like I have my go-tos. Like Belching Beaver's always been my favorite, right? Well, now Pure Projects one way up there. So <laughs> I have so many options. I mean, I can go to all these brewers: Modern Times, Nova Brazil. Yeah. Uh, we uh, the next beer we're gonna have is Mason L Works. I mean, you can, you can do so much in San Diego, like, literally, you can make it an event. Yeah. So we have 365 days a year. So literally, you could go to a different brewery every day and still hit them. I mean, 158, you know, that's only half the year, basically. If you went to one every day, you don't have to go to a brewery every day. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Might be labeled an alcoholic <laughs> at that point. But, you know, there's 52 weeks in a year. So let's say you go to two breweries um, every weekend, you're going to hit a good majority of the 158 pretty in San much. Diego. So, um, you know, give yourself two years and you'll hit them all. Yeah. So Just that would be it. a great goal. They should do like a uh, like a scavenger hunt checklist <laughs> game where you have to have a beer at all 158 breweries in yeah. such and such time frame. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. I can tell you, not quite a brewery, um, but still dangerous
1: nonetheless, is um, White Lab's. Talked about them before. Yep, yep. Yes. Yeah. Um, if you go to White Labs, great, great beer. Just try not to get the flight. Yeah. Or if, or they, if they you're going to get the flight, on or if you try to get the flight, at least know what you're getting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they, that one will jack you up pretty quick, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. That'll be one brewery for the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, White Labs is cool. It's where you can buy a lot of your um, uh, yeast and. Yep. As a home brewer, uh, they definitely got the yeast market. Yep. Um, I actually met White Labs um, up at the uh, festival you were at, uh, mm. up in Idlewild a couple of years ago. Mm. They were up there. I met a nice young lady that was there. Yep. I talked yep. to her for about an hour or so. and um, They had a really good uh, peanut butter beer. Yeah. Yep. And um, we were just shooting the shit, and she was telling me all about White Labs. And I was like, that's pretty cool. And, of course, from you, you know, I hear all the cool stuff about you know, how you buy your yeast there and Yep, and then you told me the story about the flight, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And then I actually experienced it myself, and then I'm like, yeah, these guys are these guys are pretty cool. So definitely uh, check out White Labs too uh, while you're down yep. in San Diego. Uh,
1: for those that maybe haven't been listening in the previous ones, uh, if you go to White Labs, they tend to like to take a, a particular style of beer or a particular recipe and apply different yeast strains to it, so that you can get the complexity and uniqueness of each mm-hmm. yeast. Uh, I made the mistake one time going in there. I'm a big fan of porters, I, and I saw this porter on their list and said, hey, give me every variation. Turned out to be 16 variations. Yeah. So I got 16 tasters mm-hmm. on this flight. There you go. <laughs> By the end of it, I, uh, I was walking out of there, or I should say stumbling out of there. Luckily, I had my DD with me. and <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> you know, uh, That made for uh, definitely a fun afternoon. That's awesome. Yeah, that is a really
0: good, really good beer. Good job, Pure Project. Um, I think that Pure Project needs to expand closer up here to the like, Temecula <laughs> area. That would be cool. Um, yeah, they're they a damn good beer. A yeah. damn good beer. Um, why don't you go ahead and grab our next one, which is uh, Mason L Works. Uh, Josh actually... Has to get up from the Beard Dad and Brood uh, Studios here because helps Han Solo can only fit uh, four 16 ounce cans. So we have our uh, fifth 16 ounce can here. This is Mason L Works uh, Pulpicana. This is a hazy, juicy IPA.
1: Mm. All right, let's listen to that nice,
0: wonderful noise. Ooh, that was a good one. Oh yeah oh hmm.
1: okay this one is weird they say hazy, but alright it's a little clearer yeah but that tends to happen in the community I'm not gonna
0: not gonna lie yeah let's put that up a little better there you go that's better yeah um so the can Josh tell me <laughs> what do you think? Does that does that not scream like Sunday morning breakfast?
1: Yes, it, yes, it does. And I'm actually surprised that uh, cease and desist hasn't been in, involved <laughs> with this. But good job on Mason Ale for uh, pulling it off. Nice little hazy juicy IPA with grapefruit. Mm-hmm. Good job. I actually just uh, judged uh, Inland Empire Homebrewers. They had a competition recently. I ended up judging for them, and one of the beers. I end up judging was an IPA with grapefruit. It okay. got put into the fruit beer category, which is where I was stuffed yeah. to judge. So this would uh, be interesting to see how uh, closely it resembles
0: what I had from the homebrew standpoint. Nice. Um, so this beer I've had for a while. <laughs> yeah, I've seen uh, it a few times on your. Yeah, um, and uh, I love it. It's this is a breakfast beer. Uh, you haven't tasted <laughs> really? it yet, but. Um, you could literally, you know, have yep. your bacon and eggs and drink some pulpicana. uh, Mason works, Um, so they're, they're kind of a different kind of different beast in San Diego. So Mason works. um, have you ever heard of Urge, uh, brew pubs? Uh, not actually. Okay. No. Well, you're going to because okay. we're getting one in Temecula, okay. uh, right by the Edwards Theater there in Temecula, um, where the Forever Twenty One used to be. There doing an urge oh. um, pub there. It's going to have like games and other stuff and food. Their food's amazing, um, but that's where Mason L works. They'll have other um, taps uh, from other breweries there, but it'll be predominantly Mason L works. Okay. Um, and um, they have locations in Oceanside, San Marcos. Carmel Valley and Rancho Bernardo, um, but uh, the urge, the urge group Hub is supposed to open up in uh, kind of the second half of 2020 uh, in Temecula. All right. Um, but they make they make some good beers.
1: Oh yeah, no, I, I've always been definitely a fan favorite of the Mason folks. Always done some good stuff.
0: Um, they uh, do a lot of collaborations. Um, and uh, this particular beer, a little easier drinking, 6.5%. Um, a lot of people love the grapefruit when it comes to an IPA yeah. or a ale. Sorry about that. Let's see. So, nice. what do you think?
1: It's good. It's almost like up there with the Novo where it's just like a nice clean, clean finish.
0: Clean and crisp. Yeah. The funny thing about this beer... So we're talking about there's something for everybody, right? So the funny thing about this beer is my mother-in-law, who is not a beer drinker at all, like, like at all. Um, but she's been trying some of these craft beers that I bring around. And this is like one of her favorites. So this is a hazy IPA. And somebody that's not a beer drinker likes it. Yeah. So that's pretty amazing, um, and uh, they just did a good job with blending everything with a, with the hops, with the grapefruit, not too overpowering, not too sweet, definitely citrusy. It leaves a clean rinse uh, in your mouth, no yep. bitter aftertaste. Um, just a, it's a good beer. That's why I said it's good that, that citrusy I, for I like breakfast.
1: Say, like when you mentioned breakfast, that my immediate thought was like, you're right, man. Like I, I could easily just see myself bacon and eggs and a glass of this wouldn't think wouldn't give it a second thought
0: yep you know absolutely yeah no uh mason might make, it might make the commute better <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, i'm not advocating anything <laughs> there we go i mean you could almost get away with it like i mean you're, you're thinking uh they're they're looking. Like, no, I'm not going to advocate having an open beverage. Everybody knows no, the no, beer no, dad no. where he works. Um, yeah, yeah, no, but, that's not a good idea. No, but a uh, pulpucana itself, the can looks like a tropicana. Yeah, beverage. Yeah. Um, it really does. Um, w- but wait, wait till you get to work. Yeah. Then have your breakfast. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure your boss will be okay with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, this is good. Like if, if you were going to ask the beer dad, you know, you're having a brunch and you're like, hey, um, can I offer you a mimosa or would you like a pulpucana?
1: Or as a Jose would put it, a uh, manmosa. Manmosa, yeah. yeah this yeah. is definitely
0: better than a mimosa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would take this any day over a mimosa because yeah. I fucking hate champagne. Yeah. no, it's, Just the headaches. It's, it's horrible, isn't it? I know there's a lot of uh, listeners that uh, love champagne, maybe, um, but I, I fucking hate it. Like, I can
1: tell you as a home brewer, I've come to realize why champagne is such a shit beverage. Is because they use shit sugar. Yeah. Like, you're talking about... You're, you're going to feed yeast the worst sugar possible to make this beverage nice and bubbly for you. Yeah. And you know what's going to happen when you do that? The yeast is going to give you shit results, which give you the nose headaches and yeah. weird flavors. Yeah. And because it's so bubbly, you don't even taste the formaldehyde and rubbing alcohol that you're drinking. And that's why you end up with the headaches and yeah. nastiness. Now, don't get me wrong. I actually have a project that's still on my table. I want to make what I call like the thousand dollar bottle of champagne, where I'm going to basically take a nice easy going white wine, I'm going to throw some yeast in there with like really quality sugar, like easy to process sugar, and just bubble the hell out of it with it. And I'm curious to see if this champagne will end up becoming like that, you know, like your. What do you call it? Yeah. <laughs> I forget the names of the the champagnes that yeah. are out there that are famous for being like nice and bubbly and not killing. Well, they got
0: you. the like Cristal Cristal
1: and Don kind of thing. And, yeah, Dom Perignon. Yeah. And,
0: and by the way, I've had which one did I have? I can't remember. Anyways, I was at a function in Vegas and somebody was popping those in here. Have to have some. Yeah. It still tasted like shit. still
1: tasted like shit. Okay.
0: <laughs> I don't care that it was a thousand dollars or yeah, whatever yeah. the fuck it was. Like it's champagne. i just. Yeah. But it, hey, if you can make a champagne, not give you headaches and not taste like shit, man, that that might be the way. Well, see,
1: I, I feel like it's my job to kind of clean up the shit products in the yeah. world. Because just the other day, I, I went over to visit my mom and we were doing like a pumpkin carving night with the fans and family. And her, her her boyfriend is really into white claw right now. And I know white claw gets a lot of shit. And I had to say it, I I was reserved. I was like, you know what, I'm not I'm not gonna be one of those guys that's gonna give shit jump on the bandwagon without trying it first. Yeah. I tried it. I, I gotta admit, I, I wasn't impressed. Not in the least. Like was not impressed with this shit. It was like it's shitty, isn't it? Yeah, it's carbonated water with a splash of whatever fake
0: fucking fruit juice. Listen, if you want to walk around with like your man bun and like I don't know your, well I'm not even about around in your Prius and yeah. not the Priuses are a bad car but I mean I'm just throwing this out there but you want to party with your white claw by all means but yeah it's honestly it's terrible. like it
1: has nothing to do with image I mean my mom's boyfriend he's an AC worker hardworking guy great guy. I, I don't discount who he is as an individual. He doesn't
0: have a man bun, does he? No, he
1: does not. Actually, you okay. know, he's short, short hair, shorter than mine, obviously. I, think I met him before. Yeah, cool I? guy. Yeah, great, great guy. But it's just funny because he he ended up gravitating towards them because they didn't screw him up so much. Yeah, you know, like he didn't have as bad of the hangover as he had when he was like yeah. down in you know tons of this well, stuff. Well,
0: I think a lot of people are looking at it more so. Everyone's trying to be healthier, right? Yeah. So they're looking at that cow. There's just
1: no calories. There is no calories. Yeah. It, it literally is just water and alcohol that you're drinking. Yeah. So it doesn't make leave you as screw, screwed up as like the next day. Yeah. The only downside that I feel bad for him, and I told them, it's like I told them, like, I'm going to make a White Claw equivalent for you because I know I can do it better and cheaper <laughs> than the way you can. In fact, I actually had a few friends out in the desert that were doing it for their wives because... Their are wives are dropping you know, $10, 15 bucks on a six pack of this stuff. Yeah, this guy, I kid you not, he did a better version ten bucks for five gallons. Jesus. Okay.
0: I mean, it's water. <laughs> yeah,
1: the it's water. alcoholic water.
0: Yeah, carbonated water. Yeah, like we get, we got to figure this out. Like, don't fall into the White Claw hype. Don't, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Don't don't get yourself or in at trouble. the very least, if you're gonna go that route, be a home brewer because I. Kid you not, you can do it a hell of a lot better and cheaper. Yeah. As a result, and I, I've had some uh, friends. Another friend of mine is a he uh, uh, does brewing for a major brewery uh, in Ukipa. He does brew kaipa. Yeah. And you know he was telling me he's like, hey, the guys at my brewery want to do basically their own hard seltzer, and I'm like, initially I was kind of like, seriously, dude, like they're putting you on the spot. He's like, yeah, yeah, but I'm going to do it my way. I'm like, all right, cool, let's see what you got. So this guy, he ended up getting a bunch of um, what was ah, trying to think of it. They're in Mexico. It's like the um, leaves that kind of make a red color. Ah, damn, I can't remember the name. Drawing a blank. Damn. Either case, uh, Jamaica. There you jamica. go. Jamaica. Yeah. The the Jamaica drinks that yes. you see. He wanted to do like taco a taco har- shop drink. Exactly. Yeah. So he wanted to do like a hard salsa version of a Jamaica. And I was like, you know what? You're on to something. So he went and bought a bunch of the hamica, made his own, basically, extract from that, and then mixed it in with a bunch of sugar water, because that's essentially what you need to make a hard seltzer, is just sugar water. Yeah. Fermented it. And this thing was absolutely beautiful. Just great flavor, everything. It was almost like getting your nice hamica drink at your taco shop, but it gave you a nice little kick.
0: That's good. good. Yeah. Uh, Belching Beaver, believe it or not, they've been they've been getting into the hard uh, hard seltzers um and uh uh i saw them up in the in the fridge and i was like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's a hard it's a hard stab for the beer dad uh, yeah. i i gravitate towards the beer but if i wanted to save calories maybe, maybe yeah, yeah but but not white claw no no no
1: i was going to say I, i've had a few from other breweries where I'm like, I can see where this could be addicting. I can see where people would definitely get into drinking this. Mm-hmm. It was just, I know White Claws were the ones that came on scene and they just blew it up and all this fun jazz. And I just remember, I was like, okay, let me try it. Just see what I got here. And I'm just like, holy crap, are people really drinking this garbage? <laughs> you know, like, like, I I mean, I don't consider myself the, I mean, I I do brewing. I've been doing it a while. I don't consider myself the best out there. Yeah. But I know I could totally do something better than this, you know. It's like I, I try not to play up my skills, but mm-hmm. holy crap, this is like, what is this, <laughs> you know? Like,
0: can't do it, can't fucking do it. Yeah. No, no, no white claw for the beard, Dad. But uh, that's great. So, pulpicana. Yeah, good job. I, you know what? I got to give Mason credit here
1: because on the side of their can, they list the hops, the malts, the aromas, and even tasting notes. So. Good job on them being definitely open access, open, you know, to letting people say, hey, if you want to make it yourself, go for it. Yeah. And this is definitely interesting, Strata, for the hops. I, I haven't seen this one before, so I may have to start playing around with it. Yeah. Because I've definitely played her with Simcoe and Amarillo. Love them to death. Amarillo, especially.
0: Amarillo's got this nice orange citrus note to it that yeah. you just... You can't get away from. That's what I like, and we're, we're we're talking about working on a beer together. I think that's probably yep. one of the hops that I want to use. Yeah. Because um, I, I I want to hit that citrus citrus note um, with the flavor. Um, uh, when we're done with this podcast, uh, Josh and I are going to um, we're going to work on a recipe yep. on a beer that uh, we're going to make. So I'm not going to go too much into the details, but. Uh, definitely, uh, I'm, I want to do something unique, um, and I, I, it was one of those things where it just like a light bulb went off in my head, and I was like, yeah. "I, I got to make this type of beer."
1: Yeah, and from what you were telling me, it just it just sounded like, okay, this could be pretty awesome. We yeah. just we got to do a little bit of homework. We want to yeah. make sure we do it right. Yeah, but it could definitely be a delicious, you know, delicious beer. Well,
0: we'll see where we go. So, I want to end uh, end the show on a. Dessert note. Um, and, uh, What's wrong with that? So we're still staying in San Diego, but we're going back to Belching Beaver. So I said I might have a special release. Seasonal beer from Belching Beaver, and I do. Uh, this is the Peanut Butter Latte Nitro Golden Stout. Uh, let me, see here. Good job, good job. Oh, yeah, you can hear that nice little hiss in the background. All right, you hear the... The bottle cap hit the little floor there. So there. so we're going to have some of this as a dessert to end the show here. Um, it's a golden stout, so we're, we're pouring it right now, and I'm looking at it, and I can see right through the <laughs> mason jar that we're drinking out of. as golden as it gets. Yeah, so um, I love this beer. It comes out uh, once a year um, from Belching Beaver. So this is on Nitro Peanut Butter Latte on Nitro Golden Stout. Uh, very, very damn good beer. I've had it. Uh, Josh, this is your first time, yeah? Your first time, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm excited for you. But so I'm looking forward so here, to this. So here's the beer dad's problem here. We're in the fall. One of my favorite all-time beers comes out in the fall, the Peanut Butter Porter from Carl Strauss. Carl Strauss announced that they're not going to release that this Seriously? year. So it pissed me the fuck off. Uh, that was like my favorite. Matter of fact, my brother and I just went to Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios. There was a waitress that was our waitress, and I knew she would end up being our waitress. Uh, yeah, he loves that smell. Uh, and she had the peanut butter porter shirt on, and she comes over. I say, you are such a tease. And she thought I was flirting with her. Um, she was a cute gal, but uh and I was like, no, 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 your shirt, like you're such a, and she started laughing. She's like, oh my God, I know, because we all love it too, and like, we're so <laughs> disappointed that we're not going to have it, and it's like, Carl Strauss, if you're listening, you fucking suck, because that beer is the best. I wish you made it year round, and by not making it this year, it really pisses me off. I know you guys just came out with a Golden Stout uh, coffee flavor type beverage, and You know, I'm sure it's good, but it's not peanut butter porter good, so you guys suck. Um, I still love you, Carl Strauss, but damn it, peanut butter porter needs to come back. So in the meantime, Belching Beavers always made the peanut butter stout that I love, and this peanut butter latte is no different. This golden stout's really good. I was going to say, I just took a big whiff of this, and... You probably saw the orgasm on the face <laughs> yeah. here, just beer. like holy crap! Hashtag beergasm, like I post yeah. on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is oh wow, uh, yeah, this is a good stuff. So I saved it for last because we've had all kinds of different things. This is a nice dessert beer. Yeah, no, I um, could definitely tell from the smell. Yeah, so let's uh, before you take a drink, we'll do a quick cheers yep. here. Cheers, man. Already smelled it. Go ahead. Oh fuck, I could just keep smelling it all night. What do you think? fuck that is a damn good beer yeah this is something i think we need to try to replicate
1: yeah no it's like see this is why like with especially the breweries and stuff like there's a part of me who wants to always go out and say like what is the recipe for this yeah like seriously what is the recipe because yeah. if there is a way to replicate this mm-hmm. I, I i want to at least try yeah. i mean Obviously, making beer is kind of like the scientific method in a nutshell, because yeah. anything can go wrong. Anything can happen. You yeah. can you can try to get it as close as possible, but there's always going to be a tweak or something yeah. different. But at least I want to try. Absolutely. And this is no exception, because this is a great beer. Good job, man.
0: Good yeah, job. This. I, uh, I really enjoy this beer. Um, like I said, it comes out once a year, and it was cool, because... The beer wife's like, let's go to some breweries while we're down here. Oh, yeah. and it was like, that was on our way out of town. And they still had some left from the special release. I picked up my six pack and um, I was able to get that purple drink too, which yeah. was cool. Cause I, I thought I missed out on that. Um, but belching beaver, damn it. Damn good time. <laughs> yeah. damn, damn good beer. Yeah. You guys don't fuck around with the beer. Uh, and when you use that, you, you, I've had so many peanut butter beers and you guys take the cake course again, I just talked about Carl Strauss they did a good job with their peanut butter porter but but this beer is I feel like maybe my Carl Strauss let down is not so bad because now I have this um, yeah. and uh, it, you did a damn good job so and I'm yeah. glad you got to try it yeah um, thank you yeah well thank you for sharing because I I'm I'm thoroughly impressed on that one yeah that they did a they did a good job so folks check out uh, check out Belgian Beaver so we'll just a uh, quick recap here so we uh, dabbled in some uh, modern times, um, and uh, we had some Bedrock, which is an, an older, yep. older uh, special release. Um, their locations in uh, Point Loma, Portland, Oregon, Los Angeles, and Santa Barbara. <laughs> everywhere, everywhere, just and, just everywhere. And they're owned by their employees. They did not sell out. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, and Novo Brazil. We talked about them. We're gonna to have to go yep. check them out. Great beer, great hazy Momo Momo Haze. Yes, um, Brazilian themed and, and good damn good beer. Uh, they're in East Lake uh, down in San Diego County. Uh, of course, Belching Beaver. We're drinking right now. We had some <laughs> purple drink, and we're ending it with some peanut butter latte on nitro. Doing what they do best, golden stout. Stel- yeah, damn, damn good times and damn good beer. Um, and of course, Pure Project. Big shout out to those guys. Starting in Costa Rica, <laughs> bringing it back to the States and just killing it, crushing it. That was a damn good beer. Yeah. Um, that You can hit them up in Miramar, Balboa Park, and a Carlsbad location coming soon. Um, and Mason L Works, we just had some Pulpacana. You guys do a great job. We got your Urge Brew Pub or Gastro Pub coming soon to Temecula in the, mm-hmm. the late 2020s. So that'll be a good place yeah. for us to check out. Um, But they're located in Oceanside, San Marcos, Carmel Valley, and Rancho Bernardo. So um, we had a nice mix. We did a tour of San Diego, Josh, a tour of San Diego where I was born and raised, Mira Mesa, the Mecca, uh, as you will. Um, But definitely, as they say, San Diego, California is the craft beer capital of the world. Fight me. Go ahead and at me on Instagram, at me on Twitter, at me on Facebook. I don't care. San Diego kind of started it all. We talked about 1896, the San Diego Brewing Company, 1896. You want to fight me for your Los Angeles craft breweries? You want to fight me for your, your Portland, Oregon craft breweries? 1896. So San Diego started it all. I'm very proud to be born and raised from San Diego. I'm proud of all the breweries. You guys done a great job. 158 breweries countywide. Um, it's a great place. However... Breweries nationwide, amazing. Doesn't matter where you're from because exactly. San Diego's near and dear to my heart, but I don't care. I love craft brew anywhere. So um, You
1: know what? Yeah. At the very least, as a home brewer, I gotta give San Diego credit for one big thing,
0: West Coast IPA. That's right, because what? <laughs> shit. <laughs> I mean it all started down there. Yep. So that's where it all came from. Yep. So yes. I mean a lot of the flavors that everybody loves comes from that. So yeah. hey, Cheers to San Diego! Yeah. Cheers to the craft beer! Cheers to the hop heads that it created. <laughs> Hophead. Cheers to the home brewing community. Thank you, Ballast Point, for starting that, uh, getting people started in San Diego because yep. I'm because of Ballast Point, some of those 158 breweries would have never never happened because yep. they all started at Home Brew Mart. So yep. awesome stuff. Well, Josh, this has been a great episode. Oh yeah. Um, we featured San Diego craft beers. Um, We'll come up with another theme for the next episode, but it's been great. It's been some good beer. Enjoy the conversation. As always, like I always say, drink responsibly, drink local. Uh, Whatever you got to do, just be safe. Yeah, make it home safe, guys. That's right. All right. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Prost, whatever. One more (laughs) cheers. All right. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. And like I said, Australia, Brooklyn, Las Vegas, Oregon. Thank you for being our listeners. We appreciate you. I'm sure we'll gain more listeners as we improve and get better and better and better. We're working on it. We're going to add some more features to the show. I'll try not to talk
1: out of my ass as much, but I try to be as factual as I can. We're we're doing good, and the (laughs) listeners
0: appreciate your knowledge. Um, You've been doing it for a long time. so All right, Josh, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for listening, guys. Cheers. pros.